0: What's up, people? This is episode 180. Haha. <laughs> I'm Jason Debilius. There it is. Sorry. My man right here, David. <laughs> Split screen, baby. Episode starts. Get ready, people. Buckle up. Episode starts right now. <laughs> it's good david
1: Good. that was good i liked it yeah man That's kind me. of a kind Go. of a
0: wong yeah, no, no, no. <laughs>
1: I, feel, I feel like somebody just lit me up
0: hey guys hey thanks for tuning in this is episode 180 this is the option podcast along with my man my man david mamuam me moon oh me moon sorry about that it's all right dude. no worries i'm jason Debilius. <laughs> we're, we're tongue twisting our names today uh, yeah episode 180 we not we're not gonna ease into it. We had a discussion that we were having before the podcast started and that's where I'd like to pick up We had a uh, we were talking about volleyball parents right and yeah. like somebody's on boarding meetings for club um and I was telling you I have I'm like the only coach in my club that has an open door policy but the the caveat and the, the catch if you will is they have to accept the answer. Because, which is the reason why there's no open door policy. Because the parent says like wrong answer, and I'm like, no, it's not the wrong answer. Go away. So, and the re- but the reason why I say it that way is because you're in the game long enough, you and me. Because you're, you're you have kids in sports. All your kids are playing yeah, long, like competitive years. competitive sports. Many years. But we know when a parent is asking a question where they're an- inherently curious about the answer,
1: or they think they know, or the,
0: they're asking a question where they're waiting for you to give them the wrong answer and they're like, well, I disagree, I just said that. So when parents start asking me questions that come from another place, I will answer it or I will just say, you don't know what you're talking about. That's fair. You know, and, and I've had that with a particular parent that was telling me that I need to be on the sideline more, I need to cheer, I need to do this, but what she doesn't know is that there are different coaching styles. There are some coaches who yell every play during the play, free, free, go out, go out. You know, out, 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 in. And then there's some coaches like like Pat Riley, who are kind of here, you know, or Jeff. Um, um, and it's crazy because Jeff Van Gundy is one of his Jedis, and he's completely, he's completely different, right? Correct. And so my coaching style, because of the 13s and 14s, you want them, it's that psychological growth thing, and you want them to become self-sufficient right. without you guiding them all the way through. So the 13s, oddly enough, was a team I sat. And they practice self correcting so when the game came, I didn't say anything unless it couldn't wait for the timeout. If they're out of rotation, yo, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, out of rotation. We're, right, we're, right, 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 we're trying to lose the point. If it can't wait for the timeout. Correct.
1: If so I had a conversation, um you know, as you know, I took over the uh the twelves team for this particular tournament. Right. And I went into it with them and and uh the night before we had a long practice, I said, yeah, you can stay four hours or whatever. I don't care, we'll just stay here and play and have a good time and it was all that. And I said, listen, but I am not coaching you. I said, this is the end of the year tournament. I'm not your coach. I said, I'm here to guide you and look at what we can do better, but I can't play the game for you. You're on the court. So i most assuredly, I'm not going to try and coach you during a match. During a match, it's up to you. I've given, we, the coaches and the people around you have given you the information. You have to use that information, and I can't save you, and I can't do it. I can call a timeout, but it's not going to make a lick of difference if you don't realize that you are the one playing the game versus the parent or the other coach or whoever it is. And and they bought into that, and it was good.
0: Yeah, you also – we also talked about you running a particular offense or a system of volleyball that <laughs> a lot of uh, experienced coaches have not only not seen before, but they, they thought was absolutely ridiculous. I'm one of them. I'm like, dude, that was ridiculous. I don't know why you did that. But then – when you consider certain age groups, and you consider um, what they knew coming in what you know, coming in and finding something that works. And the, the the common denominator putting people in a position where they don't have to make a lot of moves to the ball, correct, right The the balls more, more likely or not, uh, the other team's offense, everything's playing zone. right into your hands, right. right? And but say what I want, you want a gold, <laughs> yeah. right? You want a gold in Phoenix and, and, you know, and there's a lot of people with a hell of a lot more experience than you that did not, that did not medal. So. I've never coached a girls volleyball team yeah. at any level. Yeah, and those are my favorite kind of people. The people that haven't coached at all are the ones that coach so much that they forgot more than people learn. And, you know, I always have a problem with everybody, like in between, you know, not a problem, but like it's more challenging for the people in between. But I've done you a did lot. a great job, man. Thank Crouch. you, thank yeah.
1: you. You know, I, you know, between being, I think I learned a lot as an offensive coordinator, Some, some one of the top programs at Santa Monica High School, um, and just the years and years of watching... <laughs> i I was i was like the dad right you know i was always the player's coach to a degree you know i I would protect you if you were doing it right and you wanted my help i was there so i think that it just taught me how to relate to to certain situations and so i could read things so what i did best and i think um was i just read the the opposing team like i would just constantly "Oh, oh okay that's that that's that and so when i see a game when i see a game i don't I see the recall is all visual. So I can recall the entire match for you right now, in my head, and literally just describe it to you as a as a a moving picture. And it it has come to my it it has been my savior in many ways.
0: Yeah, well, I think that because we've had several really fantastic conversations which is why when you're like when am i coming on a podcast i'm like dude are we there yet we've look for the people listening i don't mean to jump off for a minute but if you're here thinking this is a pure volleyball podcast fine if that's what you came for stay on as long as you can but jump <laughs> off when when we um when we start handing handing out receipts for for our, for our um for other things we want to talk about but the thing i've always liked about you that's a lot of coaches that are missing is that you are really good at presenting people their options. You're real, I'll give you an example, right? Like, let's say there's a ball that's out of system and a girl kind of goes for it and stops. And I go up to the girl and I'm like, all right, what what percentage chance did you think I have that you would have of touching that ball? And I'm like, give me a number. I'm like, 30%. She's like, oh, more like 10. I'm like, 10, 10? she's like, oh, okay, fine, 15. I'm like, 15, 15, yeah, all okay, right, cool. So let's, we got a number, right? 15, <laughs> yeah. 15, 16, no, uh, 15, okay. So I said, here's my second question. What is the percentage chance if you don't go at all? Zero. It's zero. And you're really, really good. That's just a, 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 a forgive the layman and simple example that I would give, I, I'm trying to give t- to someone like you who who's you know who, who presents people their options on so many great levels so something you would you would like to add to that he's yeah. like nope <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I feel good
1: right now right? you know it's a, let me let me just base in that um you know it, it was funny because at the very end of the match uh, we had our libero izzy who hadn't really played at all um i just had a better option and going with the offense that i had installed it was quick And I called Izzy over and I'm like, hey, it's point match for the gold, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, uh, she's like, but I've never served all year. I said, well, you're about to now and you're about to serve to win. And she's like, but can I? And I'm like, well, of course. And I put her in. I turned around. It was a couple of times. I turned around a lot. I mean, I I, I didn't really do. I turned around.
0: Surely you looked at the scores table and was like, please just tell me if this freaking goes over. Well, no, I just was listening for the noise. Oh, um, I was blocking
1: the so, if you, hit, from so if you hear a slap. If it's I was out. just hearing it. it, I just was listening for the. Ah, right? Oh, and it happened. So, and it happened a couple of times because Audrey, my 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 daughter who plays on the team, she's uh, she's hilarious. Um, she's like, dad, dad, can I go with my one-handed Brazilian or coach coach one-handed Brazilian jump serve if I get ten aces in a row? And of course, I'm like, Yeah, sure, why not? Well, God, she
0: always does it.
1: Like, at the, and then there she is, the tenth. Bro. And I'm digressing. My my mother had passed uh, three weeks ago, and I've been spending yeah. a lot of time uh, talking to her um, about a lot of things. Uh, you know, and she and I feel like she, I definitely feel she's with me in, in a weird way. So Archie gets up to serve the ball, and um, it's for well anyway. Izzy was successful? And you know, th- I hope that she carries that forward. Going, hey, wait a minute, mm-hmm. I di- couldn't do it. I didn't think I could do it, but I had her believe she could do it, and she did it. And that was really important to me. So Audrey gets up, and it's point match for the the second match to get to the finals, and.
2: She's like, that, where,
1: where am I serving? And my, my assistant's like, why are you telling her where to serve? I'm like, because she can hit the damn ball wherever I tell her to hit the ball. So I, I gave her the finger. You know, I, I didn't know that you called a six like this. I, I, I'm showing her five and one. I'm looking like yeah. an idiot. Looks like I'm...
0: No, you don't. Because to me, they all look like idiots. Coaches with their stupid little okay. clipboards. You can literally scream okay. five and, and the other team won't hear you. <laughs> well, that's what I said.
1: And that's what I said. So... Um, I tell her and I say, Okay, Audrey, you know, you just go for it. And at that moment, I decided I, I just looked up at this, I looked up at the ceiling and I turned around. And I heard her hit the ball. And I just put my finger in the air. And I just pointed to the ground. And as I did that, it was the ace for the game. And I just I knew every single felt it. I, 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 I saw it. And it was it was, it was great.
0: It's I like moments like that, because We're talking about something that goes beyond volleyball. Like, um, don't think this doesn't seed into things that she originally thought she couldn't do off the court. That she's like, what the hell have I got? I got everything to gain and zero to lose. If the worst that can happen is if I miss, uh, I'm, I'm good. And wow, what a great teaching tool. For your kids, like, the first time they ever lose in life most likely will be in a sporting event. The first time a kid will ever experience loss—a a loss of something where they wanted to win—and they, maybe they wanted it for themselves, Just, right? Or maybe they wanted it for their team. Uh-uh. So the first time that they'll actually deal with a significant loss. Yes. Um, and I don't mean to say anything about people's family because I know your mom passed away, and, this my, and God now. bless her. She uh-uh. was wonderful. Yeah, and my dad passed away during COVID. Um, didn't even get to bury him but that's a whole oh, yeah, nice story. i'm sorry about that yeah I was,
1: jason's mom also passed last week yeah it's been a weird Jeez, it's been yeah it's been interesting for us huh? yeah
0: it's been yeah whew. but the cool thing about your story is it's very it's very synonymous in a sense where something doesn't seem plausible it's uh, um you they didn't see it coming Nobody there was did. this in, an immediate trust system, and yeah. and you didn't give her too much time to think about it, because when you tell someone to serve where, they're not thinking about, oh my God, I hope this serve goes over, or oh my God, I hope this serve doesn't go long, oh my God, I hope this serve doesn't hit the antenna, that little right. skin, that little skinny thing that that even if I aimed for it, I couldn't hit it, you know? <laughs> I didn't want to tell her where to serve. No. She
1: kept going, I'm not going to serve until you tell me what where to serve at. I'm like, yeah. okay, so I'm like, well... I look, so I would look across the court, I'd find the girl whose eyes were shaken and her body was language was bad. And I'd be like, oh, that one, and you know, to, to her." Yeah, and, and it worked, you know, it worked. Um, yeah, I mean, we had a couple of girls. I mean, we had that, you know, as you know, our team, the, uh, our team was not, right. they weren't great. Um, they had, they struggled all season long, you know, just different personalities. And we had a lot of talent, um, and they just, for whatever reason or another, could not, uh, bring it together, right. um, and I just feel that, you know, during timeouts, I was like, hey, I didn't call that timeout. So I said, so I don't even want to talk to you. I said, if you're thirsty, go ahead and get a drink, you know, otherwise <laughs> get back on the court. You know, and they couldn't understand that. I'm like, you know, this is your game. You can just go ahead and play it. And I remember the, it was funny, the last, I, maybe I'm a terrible person. I, 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 you know what? I'm a terrible person. I really am. Um, we have a very strong player, Angelica. I think you know who she is. And um A couple of things happened and I said to her I said listen in warm-ups. I said, I don't want you hitting the ball at the floor I said, I want you hit that ball as hard as you can hit any one of those kids heads and you do it over and over and over I want you to scare the crap out
0: Then we're all terrible people then
2: Then we are. So she
1: keeps coming back said we're at the last game and I remember I called them together and I said I said I want you to rip out their throats stamp on their heads and wash their bodies of blood all over the floor Audrey goes violence i said yep and angelica goes now that's the kind of game i want to play and i knew we had it like yeah. i just knew there was it wasn't it wasn't ever it was it you know and i know that it was a little bit extreme but uh,
0: sometimes that's what you need i think like we're almost the same age us but us growing up we call that coach talk <laughs>
2: Yeah, we brooklyn. call that coach
0: speak right yeah i'm, I'm a kid from brooklyn Flatbush yeah. avenue canarsie. Uh, um yeah step on their necks canarsie brooklyn that's right oh, yeah. you went to south shore i went to south shore i went to dewey we got beat up a lot i went to yeah <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got I was just trying to avoid getting beat up during my commute, right? right. You got to get past the Russians, Brighton Beach, only to get to Flatbush Avenue, which is predominantly black and right. West Indian. I'm a few yeah. shades lighter, right? Yeah. My mom's black, but let me tell you something about black people. Black people ain't got time to dice up their white people. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you, you mixed your cracker. <laughs> we had sk- skateboards, and Kryptonics.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only reason we we you know, we rode them yeah. was for self Preservation. Yep. It was a weapon, yep. you know, and that was yeah, that was life. You you didn't know if you were going to make it to school. You know, when you got into a fight in the lunchroom, it was like
0: mm. the
1: doors were locked and it was a thousand person riot. And yeah. you, it it was terrifying.
0: Well, we have to stop right here and, and educate our audience on, um, I guess, a certain behavior we call the Brooklyn way. <laughs> so, and you're going to love this, and I need you to interrupt me anytime because we're both from the same borough and we're both qualified, right? Uh, um. Big up to all my guys from Brooklyn. Mike Salek, one of the best volleyball players that ever come out of Brooklyn. I'm, I'm the second best. Um, we have this virtue in Brooklyn where if someone picks on you, you have to fight them because our, our thinking, however logical or illogical, was if you let them pick on you, they think they get to do it anytime they Forever. want to, and and and, that, and that's going to be your whole high school life. There's one person you're trying to avoid, right? Grade school, junior high. Where where if you fought the guy, with these big win or lose, right? You take a pound of flesh, even if you lose. Yes. Um, one, there's this respect. Like they they might you, they still might pick at you a little bit, but there's a respect. They'll leave you alone, or. You just become not an easy target where this guy's like, wait, I got easier targets yeah. than this. Now, I'm not saying this virtue is correct. It's prison rules. Yeah. Kind of, right? Yeah. Uh, um, but I'm not saying this virtue is correct or, or, or the right way to go. I'm just saying that that was our reality. It is. That it was, was our reality. Um, yeah. Dude, I listened to Hot 97 and they had this poll. They were interviewing people like if someone pulled a gun and asked for your wallet and your chains, right? Um, would you give it to him, right? So... They asked 15 people. 10 of them said yes. Like, my worth, my life ain't worth this or whatever. Right. And five people said no. <laughs> Go ahead. All five people. <laughs> oh, we're from, oh, we're right. from crazy. Right. At, crazy right.
1: Brooklyn, <laughs> but we had, we had the two rolls of money. I had the I had the fives and the ones in the right pocket. I had the real money in the left pocket. So I handed over the fives and the ones, and I just bounced. It was like, you know, we knew crazy we
0: like they, knew. They're they their their principle. It meant more than their lives did. Yeah. And
1: I grew up around the Italians. So, yeah, you know, the whole mobs, uh, the like, cuisines, oh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I eventually moved to Mill Basin, and it was all mob. So yeah.
0: Oh we well, Mill basins nice
1: yeah it, it was nice but uh, you know we were you know Jew- jewish people moving into mill basin with all yeah. those you know it, it was an interesting experience and i didn't speak english at the time so right. i only spoke french arabic and hebrew and you know
0: t- it was tough it yeah was tough. i used to drive through old mill basin just to see the houses yeah all along I the mean, water i didn't have a my friend had a car yeah. but we used to just drive yeah. that all the way up to sheep's head bay yeah. you know um and I, I, it's weird that we stumbled on the subject of Brooklyn, but I would, if if we jump off this, I want to stay on this just long enough to say that the people who got that that kind of education and got a second education were are represent like some of the best of ever of the best leaders in everything we do, right? The best politicians, Bernie. Yeah. Bernie's a Brooklyn guy, right? Yeah. Uh, um, larry brown's brooklynese right he's yeah. one of the best coaches popovich popovich, popovich. who was one of his Jedi, said that's my guy that's our yeah. coach right um uh daily i think spent some time in brooklyn uh, um spike lee right with one of the best directors mm-hmm. out there Whoopi yeah. goldberg one of the best actresses out there yeah. Louis gossett jr you know uh, um just you know i mean from the five boroughs in general but uh lauren bacall it Also known people as Betty Joan Pensky, that's her real name. Brought up in Brooklyn, single parent. You've got a uh-uh. great memory because I yeah. could not remember any of this. Thing. Well, I only knew that because theater major. So oh, there you go. Yeah.
1: Where did Pacino grow up?
0: Interesting. Don't know.
1: Uh, he just. Or, he, or sounds, he sounds. like a Hell's Kitchen yeah, guy. Yeah, right. He? Yeah. He's got too. that he accent. The same, right? Yeah. Those two. other Pesci. Pesci just scared me. Yeah. I think it was just his character.
0: Yep. Well, you've seen the movie Goodfellas, right? A thousand times. Yeah, Goodfellas, my stepfather um this Irish ger- German guy was the bartender at the place called the Bamboo Lounge. So if you remember the movie there the the, the, the lounge was a lounge that they burned down for a hundred times. Get yeah. me get the paper. Get the Yes. Paper. That's what I was going to say. My yeah. dad Said when they went around the room and was naming this Pete the Killer. Hey, hey, Henry, took care of that thing for you. There's, yeah. there's um Johnny Teutons yeah. that said everything like. Yeah, get the paper, get the paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fat Andy. Yeah. My dad said all of the names around the room were real, were actual names of the people That's that incredible. existed. So big up to the director of Scorsese and well, and just people knowing that it's based on a true story. Yeah. And sometimes you get fictionalized, yeah, by my, but my, but my, my um, my stepfather said no, those were. Literally, those yeah. those were the names before they burned down. That was the place in Brooklyn they burned yeah. down, and then the JFK heist. They, um, that was they were they were in, they, they moved to Queens back right. then. By then, right. wow! Think about yeah. that the most amount of money, right? The, yeah, most money ever. Yeah, at that time. Yeah, right? old
1: money that they were just bringing back for exchange. I guess. Like that. Jeez, I, I wouldn't have given up growing up in Brooklyn for anything. In fact, I didn't want to leave when we moved out here in uh, nineteen eighty. I mm-hmm. was I thought everybody was aliens. You know, yeah um, I was just ready to fight and they were all like what you know something's I wrong thought, with this guy right I'm like what are we, like? what are we doing you're talking to me okay let's just
0: duke it out but isn't that time that you that was the time you realized something's wrong with you <laughs> like, the, was... like you're from this certain area right and you go you come here you go to other places you're, you have to concede that it was strange normal people don't behave the way we behave but at the same time we're proud of it we, but were, I there, know we who... were there like a badge of honor I
1: didn't know who my friends were because yeah. they would talk shit and we wouldn't fight it out and then there was no there was no ending so and that's how, that's why I always felt like they're fake you're like I don't know like are you my friend? I don't know if you're my friend so you know it was many years of just just bizarre behavior
0: I will agree with you in a sense that when I moved here and the guys I live in Hermosa Beach um someone walks by he's like hey good morning neighbor right and I'm like <laughs> and I'm like hey how you doing you know and he's like oh living a dream and I'm just like Oh, cool! Nice right. living a. I was like, "Wow, living a dream! Damn, right? I, I'm in paradise!" Right? But a day later, same morning, same guy I walked by. I said, "Hey, morning. How are you?" And he goes, <laughs> and I just went, "What the actual? Whoa!" You know, I'm like, "Wow!" Right. And then there's see these instances where I'm at um like a two-way street, uh, two lanes here, two lanes here, yeah. right? And I'm behind some cars, the light turns green. And for five seconds, all four cars, going this way, going this way, all four cars just stay there. And then they all go at the same time. And I'm like, now one car, you get it, right? Someone's on the phone. You're like, hey, hey, you know, hey, right, you know, right. uh, get off the phone. You know, <laughs> let's go. where we're going. But just four cars and, like, this computer program, this please wait thing, that little buffering thing. Yeah. And then they go, and I'm just like, oh Kelly take me back to take me back home now I lived in the upper West Side back right. then but I said take me Brooklyn Manhattan take me tell yo don't let me die out here man take <laughs> I, me back to Brooklyn and kill me <laughs> I told my daughter
1: it's the sheep mentality mm-hmm. like, there's, like, you got one line that's got 40 cars the other one has no cars yeah. if you're sitting in this line I I, I don't like you too much like right. just get over there we'll figure it out later yeah
0: well the one virtue i liked about brooklyn and I, I think i could say this about the five boroughs which includes staten island is that when it came to doing the right thing people put their differences aside yes there's a, there's a kid um the the kid from amazon that that was trying to um, unionize or whatever he ended up getting fired but that was a mistake because he got fired, so he used all this time to just unionize everybody else. And then finally, they got the deal they wanted, they got the vacation, they paid sick leave, they got the break time, they got this. And you know what happens? You got happy workers, so Emma, Emma, you know they're more productive. And everyone wins, right? More right. productive. And you're more productive, you're making more money, you're making more money, these guys get paid more money. And, and there's a lot of politicians that jumped in front of the parade when all the work was done, right? You know, I mean, yeah, you have the Republican guy, but you also have AOC. You know, there for the ribbon cutting, but um, she wasn't there for the construction. And the reason why I brought them up is because this guy, when he was unionizing, he didn't have time to be like, "Okay, you voted for Trump, you're out." You right. know, or or oh, you're right. you're you're not you're for same-sex marriage, or you're you're out. You, like when it comes to, to things about that come to have to do with our preservation of life. Yeah. Uh, and quality It's simple Keep it simple um, We all have to live we, And we all have to Put yeah. our differences aside and, and this kid This young kid it's, It made national news yeah. so you, And Staten Island too Which is like The, <laughs> the armpit of New York City man. Just I'll say it like Dave Chappelle yeah. Like, Yuck Yeah, You know Don't need a, well, Except the Wu-Tang Clan You <laughs> yeah, know The
1: only way you get there Is with the tram The trolley over the bridge Yeah so, uh, That place was horrible
0: Did you You still kept All your sports teams?
1: Yeah, well, see, I grew up um, an Islander fan. Billy Smith, I wanted to be Billy Smith. You know, we played that hockey in the gutter. Football was fourth car on the right, take left. I mean, I'm surprised. You know, nobody cared if we made a dent. Um, I'm a Cowboy fan. I always have been. Uh, first game I ever watched was I think was the Cowboys. My dad let me stay up late. So I was Roger Staubach, Tony Dorsett and that's it. I've been a true blue Cowboy fan forever. Oh um,
0: man. Wow. Yeah.
1: But yeah, the Islanders, I, I mean, uh, yeah, but baseball its always been the Mets I, and the Yankees. I mean, I guess yeah. you could always kind of go back and forth. You know, I mean, Mickey rivers, you know, uh, uh, catfish and, you know, man, who was the, the, the catcher that died? Got I left Thurman Kevin Munson. Munson. Yeah, but, oh my God, what a great team! Uh, Dave Kingman, jeez, why? right, right, right. Sievers, he was my hero. Tom Seaver. Tom Seavers was my yeah.
0: hero. I'm actually just trying to do as many shares as I can on his live, so it'll come up on um, come up on other pages, but um,
1: we've digressed, and we could talk, you know we could talk about Brooklyn so we both yeah. die.
0: Well, I'm a Yankee fan because I was told at the time that um, like I grew up in Coney Island but then i moved to Flappish avenue and i to my understanding lou garrick lived there for two Love years and was um com- um commuting yeah. from brooklyn to the bronx for two two years because his family was immigrants and they were like we don't want to be paying all that money for park avenue all this wasteful spending blah 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 and then finally management was like look for the money we're spending for the police escort to make sure you get on time on time the games Go, go to Live On Park. So he convinced his parents to, to move. So
1: My favorite movie ever. Was, Say it. Was I, I, It was the Lou Gehrig story. Yeah, what, Pride of me. the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees.
0: Pride of the Yankees. I cried. Gary Cooper. I cried, yeah. I mean, yeah. I
1: still watch it to this day. That, Mr. Yeah. Roberts. Yes. Love Mr. Roberts. You know That kind of stuff. I'm a bit of a... Yeah.
0: Hey, look, for our audience, we didn't mean to get all black and white foam on you guys, but Pride, <laughs> of, the Yankees, Pride of the Yankees is an absolute tearjerker. It is so emotional and and it wasn't just about his ascension to one of the one of the best franchises in all the sports. Right. For, um, you know, the Cowboys had that argument for football. I guess the Yankees had that argument for baseball. Right. Um, Babe Ruth actually played himself. Yes, he did. that's how old the movie was. Babe Ruth played Babe Ruth. So so it's a must see. But but it was not just about baseball. It was about this great love affair. That he had with the woman who became his wife, and just this—his mother. Yes. <laughs> love oh, his, his mom. Yeah. The love her with his mom. Yeah, mom's. Was... Yeah, yeah. Just...
1: yeah, you definitely aspired to become him, and when he, the way he went was, and the way he went out on the field, and just, yeah. it was...
0: not to mention the conflicting forces of the sports writers, right? Right. Like he promised a kid like, two home runs instead of one. Right. And the writers were like, "Ah, he's never gonna do." it. He says, "You want to make one? Want to make that bet double?" Right. right? And at that time, ten bucks was like
2: a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: 10, Look, 000. if you're in the movie where Babe Ruth plays Babe Ruth, that, that had to be like five grand <laughs> at
1: least. <laughs> at least. <laughs> and he didn't even want to make the bet. He's like, "Oh my god, I don't want to." Yeah. But Babe, I need... <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, dude, I my
0: dad's afraid. rent in Brooklyn. Um, he lives in Sheep's Head, babe. My stepfather. So it was 26 bucks. <laughs> that's, you know, um, this is the 70s, so I, it had to be, you know, since
1: We found my mother's, I went into her safe, I found my mother's first lease with my father at 84th Street in Canarsie. Um, it was $200 a month for a three-bedroom apartment on 84th Street. Wow, dude. Their first lease and their marriage certificate, which was just crazy to me. It was, wow. Yeah, that's cool. It was marriage
0: cool certificate. Stuff. I know. My real father I never met um he was air force so he was running around and um man what a what a fantastic story about my mom um that i can tell someday just strong black woman she got well if i got i'll use 30 seconds she got left with a dollar me and my older sister she used that dollar to go on welfare she was on welfare for like three years but then got a job at a law firm as a secretary later, became a paralegal, put herself through undergrad school, put herself through law school, single mom, and then remarried. So when she married, it's not like she needed someone to help she take care correct. of these kids. She was um, a strong black woman. Yeah. Like, look, if she was on welfare and stayed on welfare, like everyone would have got it. She right. got left yeah. with a dollar with two kids in Coney Island, right? And Carrie Gardens, not Carroll Garden. That's, right. Not to be confused with that nice neighborhood. Wow, wow. No. um. Yeah, a group of roaches that could not be stomped, exterminated, or beat down. That was that was a bad news. Projects out there, made yeah. these projects look like uh, um, vacation. Yeah, so, you know, cool story about my mom and that, that I guess. was good to know. Without Aaron her, we don't get along now, but the respect and where I could have been if she didn't choose to go that way.
1: Yes, you know. Okay. Look, it
0: was still rough anyway. I can't even. I I, I grew up. Flatbush is a rough. It's nice now, <laughs> but it's a rough place to grow up if you're mixed. If you have black, you oh have white. God. You god. My yes. yeah. Oh my god, those days. know. Yes. God. Yeah. Fight for your life. I'm still, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. But that's why I went to Dewey. Yeah. Because um, I, I, my my zone schools were Boys and Girls, Erasmus, and Prospect Heights. And Prospect height, someone got shot oh like the God. first day of school and I'm like Gladam and Dewey. Right. Yeah, Dewey that, I was a Madison. So I ended up staying in junior high school for ninth grade. So I could go to high school as a tenth, so I didn't get beat up as a freshman every day. So I so I went to IS eighty eight, um, Peter Roger and, and Park Slope. I was at ninth grade, Yeah. PS two so, thirty six. Which also had a ninth grade, right? Yeah. yeah. So
1: Right. So when it came here I thought we had to redo the ninth grade. Right. Yeah. That, what the hell happened? Yeah,
0: so um Yeah, yeah it's crazy, right? Um yeah. So I got in the art and design because you have to test for that. They ask you to draw stuff, draw a house, draw this, and I drew it, and I, and I got immediately accepted to that. Right. And I was waitlisted for Dewey. And my mom talked me out of art and design because she was like, you're going to have math and art, science and art, lunch and art. And she kind of, you know, scared me away from that. But uh, Dewey that was, was nice. A dream, right? Dewey was Dewey was had a campus. Yeah. How many colleges in New York, like high-level colleges, don't have a campus? Uh. The one, I went to Marymount, Manhattan. They don't have a campus. No. I went to Hunter Columbia, College. I
2: believe,
1: has one. NYU's barely has a campus. Well, I mean, I used to hang out at Washington Square Park and yeah. walk in there and say, hey, can I come to school here? They're no, like, they got well, domes. No. They don't have a campus. No. The
0: no. south side, basically everything no. below 14th Street is no. considered their campus, right?
1: Yeah, I, I barely remember. I just remember. Yeah. Because I left my, again, I moved out of my house at 16. Sixteen. 16. So we, we, my, we, my family was kicked out of Tunisia and North Africa okay. in 62 for uh, being Jews. Um, so we lost everything, and my father was taken. Uh, my three of my uncles went to the American Army for Vietnam and immediately drafted. Um, the rest, of some went to Israel. But funny enough, as it go, and, and this goes to back to Brooklyn um, and how we got to Mo Basin from Konarski was if you remember Sassoon Jeans? Mm. That was my father. So um, my. Ooh fa- la la, la, Sassoon. la Sassoon, right? So
0: putting down my pen, writing then right now. That right. Awesome. So I
1: grew up. I grew up, you know, with Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberta Duran, and uh, Phil Esposito. I mean, all these guys came to our house. And my dad used to walk out of 498 7th Avenue with boxes of million-dollar boxes. They would just throw them in the trunk. I didn't understand this. All I knew was that I could go upstairs, 498, and get as much clothes as I wanted and give out a belts, belt, sessing and I gave so much Sassoon stuff out To every girl I knew I mean I I was swimming
0: That's True. all I did And you know what It's no coincidence That Sassoon was like All the rage In um, Bay Ridge yeah. um South uh, Carnarcy yeah. uh, Bensonhurst Big time right Like Everyone at the club I, I, put, um, I forgot the name of that club In Bay Ridge Where they filmed um, Saturday Night Fever Okay Um but it, even years. in Manhattan, like the Palladium.
1: Yeah, yeah well, uh, I worked at Tunnels. I worked the tunnel. at dance Interior. Yeah. I worked at Broadway, Area, mm. Regines, Studio 54. And mind you, I was only 16. Right. But it was about how you behaved you, to that. You
0: could really fly under the radar. You really could. Really could. <laughs> and I yeah. really had a
1: good time. Like, yeah, you really had yeah, the
0: time of your life,
1: dude. I hope my wife doesn't listen to all
0: this. No. <laughs> dude, I spent, um, I spent half. Half my teenage life grounded for, for reasons I won't get in the podcast. Oh my God. I would get
1: grounded and run out of the house and send my friend back to get my, my mitt. <laughs> that's, what I, that's how stupid I was. I sent, my friend back.
0: I sent my friend back to my house to
1: go get my my, cat, my, my f- 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 baseball mitt from my mom. And she's like, I could see it. Why do you want his mitt? Oh, I don't know. And I'm hiding in the bushes thinking I'm getting away with yeah. something. It's just
0: psychotic. It so you grew up playing like the big three or big four sports? I played baseball. You mentioned hockey too. so
1: I played some hockey. I played soccer, which I hated. I was the goalie. I was never fast. I had an operation on my leg. Um, so I played baseball. I was a really good pitcher, um, excellent batter. So I could crank the ball as a lefty. Um, yeah, yeah. So I had those skills. Um, and I took that through as far as I could. But I, in the end, I just started realizing at 20, I, I was offered a chance to coach the uh, girls fast pitch team at Santa Monica College. And I kind of grabbed onto that, and
0: uh, nice. just thought, yeah.
1: And then my friends would be like, "Hey, I can't. I've never. You know, we're all having kids, and I'm like, Dave, you know, can you can you help me? Can you coach my son's little league team?" I'm like, "Sure," you know. And then of course, you know, my, my first mistake. It's, <laughs> we're out on the field. We're winning the game. I'm so excited. Out, great. Everybody, let's go off the field. Let's go. Fuck it. Oh, two outs. Lose the game. Oh i God. never forgot that again i never wanted to be the reason that my team lost a game yeah. so now i puke before matches and then my my biggest thing is make sure i'm prepared and i know everything I, there's nothing left to chance
0: yeah i um when i was in germany i played on a team called darmstadt right um actually two teams one was an army team military community team and we're in the semifinals, which started thursday night and was all night, all day, all weekend. It was side out to 15. So, And it was three out of five sets. Just absolutely grueling. So we finally get to like the last set. And we're down 14-15. And I had an unusually like great day where I was the best player on the team that that, that day. you Because know? it was a deep team. And 6-1. I'm sorry, people. 6-1 ain't tall today. It's, it wasn't even tall yeah. back then. But left-handed hitter like you. I'm hitting the left side. And... And I'm on the right side this time, and everything turns slow motion, right? That happens. Setter looks at me. He's like, you know who this shirt (laughs) is going to, right? sure Bill Cosby wasn't there? So ball gets passed all the way to the left. He goes out of his way. It makes this rock star back set from, from position four all the way to, you know, for a five ball. Yeah. And I'm up there and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm lefty, so I'm already, I already have a uh, vision range and, and um, they leave me a whole bunch of line. Um, and this dub, the block is, the double block is cross. And I, I'm like, I could just blow up this guy's line, but I wanted to do something more rock star. Point. I wanted to beat the double block because I knew it was clean. I knew, and I knew right. no one would see it coming, shaving under the armpits. Right. Perfect shot. Boom. Just why. Just why. And when you're used to being on a winning team and you're used to winning and you're used to being in situations where you expect the ball and you come through every time, you never forget that moment no. that you blew it. That's still with me. Majority. And and then all of a sudden everything's normal speed again and i'm like now all of a sudden everything's too fast and we're shaking hands and i'm just standing there and i'm not moving because not, everything's not in, i'm not in the matrix yeah. anymore because uh, uh maybe a lot of athletes have this and i'm sure they do they operate under this thing where you operate under normal speed and everything else is moving like three-quarter speed yeah you know and occasionally someone something will go fast and your matrix. Is like okay what the hell was that i gotta readjust you know uh, to the level but And then people shaking my hand like, hey, you played a great game. And then, you know, my captain's like, dude, if it wasn't for you, that wouldn't have been a finals or a semifinals or whatever. Uh, So, you know, you hear a little bit of that. And you hear blah,
1: blah, 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 blah. You you wouldn't want to hear it.
0: I was in the Army at the time. I got back 3.30 in the morning. I had 6.30 work call formation and missed formation, which is a big military no-no. And no one knew that I wasn't there. I, I went. I worked in a motor pool. I was a generator mechanic, and I woke up because I didn't want to freaking move. And then when I finally remembered, dude, you're you're in the army now. You yeah. you know they're, I, they Dumber were they, pile. yeah. Well, they gave me <laughs> th- well they gave me a request for my release, but I, I uh, there was a a time frame I had to fulfill my duties of course as a generator mechanic. Right. So I wake up and it's like ten fifty five. From I missed six fifteen, recall formation, and I just. Nobody to noticed. because the army. You thought me go to jail for no. something yeah, like yeah, that, right? So, or AWOL, or yeah, no one noticed So Oh yeah, no one noticed. I walked into the motor pool, and I sat at my desk. <laughs> hey, what's up, Jay? You know how the volleyball and This and that, and I'm like, cool or whatever. And this and that, and I'm like, do I just come up front and say, Yo, I just I missed formation, guys? You know they were assuming that volleyball finished so late that. I stayed at a hotel and I, and I drove up okay. that morning. They, they assume that I just got back to the base. And I'm like, the Army is the one place where honesty and candidacy will get you effed. Yeah, no, it is the one place that will get you.
1: Yeah, don't raise your hand yes, to man. volunteer. Just stay no. under the radar.
0: You know, did, did, you, did you say sir or drill sergeant? I said sir. Oh, yeah. you, they, don't, they don't say, hey, you know what? You were honest. Yeah, you know no. there's no path to redemption time to, on, no, to honest in the military yeah no,
1: it's just the paths of kp
0: yes <laughs> right are getting written up <laughs> yeah counseling statement yeah, you know, know article 15
1: whatever my father played for the tunisian national team okay in the, in the early 60s and yeah uh, and that's why he thinks that we have this volleyball blood maybe we do in our house i mean my my cousins in florida they've had their jerseys retired i mean there's it, it, some and there you obviously i think just by seeing my kids it's not all taught super it's it, right there's something going on here you know so um but yeah he played for the tunisian national team and he loves to tell the story about the, when the yugoslavs came and my father was the tallest guy on the team he was six feet i'm um, maybe six two now and he's like he looked up he's like "Whoa, what the hell you know like and that was it and he they just knew they were gonna get crushed. i'm like why do you even bother going out he's like yeah we had fun anyway he talks like this you know yeah but uh, yeah, that was one of, that's one of his favorite stories. David, they played the Tunisian national team, and the, the, the Yugoslavs—they were giants. And I was like, "Oh, dad."
0: You they really are giants. They were giants. Yeah. The giants. So. Now, there's two kinds of big people, all right. For educating our audience at home, like when I played, I'm gonna court it, it wasn't unnatural to see someone six five, six six, six seven, and because I had long arms, my wingspan is six eight. Um, uh-uh. not trying to make this about me, just trying to put it in perspective. Okay, make it about you. Um, uh-uh. all right, cool. <laughs> I think I will um, when you're on the court and you're playing them you don't really see the high difference because you're playing whatever and then, the off, and then off the court you know yeah. people will shake hands or go to dinner it's like oh my god this guy's a huge right. and then the other type of tall person that's like 6'10 or whatever where their presence is known on the court. You're, you're, yeah. you're just trying to touch a ball and set it. And you, and you have hands just 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 trying to block a possible hit on two or whatever. I'm like, wow. Like a different stratosphere. So, And yeah. that's
1: the men's game. But in the women's game, especially at these younger ages, um, big girls can't jump. No. They can't jump. And so, you know, whenever I'm with the team, I'm always like, they're not going to be able to jump. Mm-hmm. Like, You know, if you got some, like Madison, um, my middle daughter who's coaching at the club, she's 5'9". How tall is she? Five nine's she's 5'9". Yeah. She had scoliosis. So she should be like 5'10", five, 5'11". Five, so I call, I call her, oh man, I call her monkey moo or maddie moo. Yeah. yeah, she's a knuckle dragger. You know, her her yeah. arms and legs are the height of a five ten to five eleven woman, but the rest of her we is gotta, shorter. We gotta measure that wingspan, right, dude. Right. We gotta figure oh, we gotta oh, find out. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's like yeah. seven six. It's yeah. ridiculous I, we we've done it. It's like incredible. And um she would like she we we played Long Beach Mizuno in sixteens, and um they had sixty one athletes on the court. And I'm like, what are you guys even doing in our pool? Yeah. Right? And the parents are like, Yeah, we don't know either. And so kept, I'm screaming at Maddie, 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 just protect yourself. Prepare to defend yourself, you know. She gets up there just blocks the ball. And you just, just comes straight down. Of course, that's where I cut off the highlight because the libero got it. But still, you know, that, Madison. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: Do you know what men's and women's volleyball have in common? The block is probably the most satisfying move for either gender because... What you're doing is you're taking a hitter and a hitter's attempt to kill you, right? Yeah. Um, with their best shot, maybe their money shot, maybe a high, whatever, high line, this, mm-hmm. that. And you're taking something that could be their best shot or close to it, and you're shutting it down. Yeah, you're taking it and away. you feel like you're snap for that moment. You're yeah. snatching someone's soul, and and I think a lot of volleyball players will agree with me. You, you, it is one of the most satisfying moves. The
1: crowd loves it. Yeah, you know, and I love it because you've now taken away that offensive option. That player now has to think twice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Am I going to hit that ball again? The minute you get him thinking, you
0: got him. Yeah, well, thinking twice is. It's always going to be the challenge when you get blocked, right? Yeah. Like um, there's a particular player out of Long Beach State. His name is um, TJ DeFalca, right? It's all American, repeat champ. So he finishes his career under Alan Knipe as, as as a repeat champ. So he's on the Olympic team, right? And, you know, he'll get a kill and he'll yell, but the his yell lasts a little longer to get the attention of the people. And, you no, know, I, I did that to you. And there's certain teams you do that to and it and it makes them mad and makes them play worse. And then there's some teams okay. you do that too where yes. it's given it's giving Popeye spinach. Yeah. Right? So yeah. the United States, you're playing Italy, you're playing Russia, and you're playing Brazil. Those are the three no no teams.
2: Yeah.
0: If you get a kill, celebrate a little bit, right. nothing, nothing that's gonna linger right. that's gonna make them yeah. Put whatever uh, um, differences they have. like Because sometimes when you have those fiery teams and no one talks crap to them, you know what happens? It's any mis- uh, If there are a series of mistakes, they start turning on each other. Yeah. And what you don't want to do is say anything across the net that's like, we totally forgot about why we're mad at each other. Yeah. All this energy is now we're coming after yeah. you. And this kid got roofed. He got roofed out of the Olympics. Now, I respect him because when he got roofed, he kept swinging. And he kept that same energy, and he kept that same fire. Yeah. And for someone like that, that didn't go out, go off crying like a little girl, he will always have my respect for that. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? He look, he came on the world scene with a chip on his shoulder, right? Uh, um, you know, Long Beach State. You you know, you're touted as one of the best players in the country, right? Um, but man, you got to take a trip overseas for men before you start. Yeah. You know, you got yeah, that 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 chip. Yeah. That chip will get knocked so far off your shoulder to land in Japan.
1: <laughs> I mean, even this weekend, I had to stop Angelica and Audrey from doing it, and I had to call them in. I'm like, "You are not to do. I don't want you. to Look over there. Mm-hmm. Don't give them the power. Don't give them the energy. They're down. We're killing them." I said, "You're going to look over there and disrespect them. Yeah. And now they're going to come back and they're going to kick the crap out of us." So I said, "You calm down. You turn around. You give them all the respect in the world. You don't give them any fire." And they bought it. You know. They, I was very pleased that they bought into my craziness. And they understood. you Because know, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen teams at 24-12 say something stupid. And now it's 26-24. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of it. As, a, as an official, I've seen a lot of it. Um, controlled chaos. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. control. that's what you bring to the table. This yeah. is why I love having you on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I promise I'll get you to talk as much as me. Oh, I can talk but control, But controlled chaos is very risque because we both know it could go another way but when it goes your way it's 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 too. almost transcendent it's just, you got people walking by that don't even care about volleyball all of a sudden they care about volleyball right yeah. that's control chaos is transcendent. Yeah. i'd like to just repeat that so if anyone has anything from this podcast or we're just talking because i felt, uh, it, uh, felt right? it. we're just we're just talking yeah. nonsense we, here
1: we went for a team that couldn't win a, ma- a single match in I mean, I think we won maybe three game, three matches the whole season. Right. To winning four straight after, I I got them to buy into my what I was saying to them. Like right. you're going to, be, you know, uh, like I said, uh, one of the kids, Maori, like she just had no confidence. I'm like, oh, you got this. You know, you got them. Just working it, working it. It's like once you f- give them the the, the feeling that like, they are amazing, and you let them go, they'll surprise you. A a lot of people. Will surprise. I have not yet seen a person who, I've given that. Power to give it back to me and say I can't handle it because I said that I said I'm going to let you make five mistakes. I'll let you make six mistakes. I'm not going to pull you off. I said, but if you really really feel like you can't get your head back in the game, raise your hand. I'll take you out. Right. None of them did.
0: No, they. Yeah, at this level, you got to you allow them to work through the, the mistakes because they don't have a full circle moment if they don't start if they don't start the circular action. Well you know?
1: what did Jason said? Paralysis by necessary analysis. Paralysis through analysis.
0: It yeah. means that you, you're getting so much information right. that you can't do right. anything.
1: God, we love that comment. That, that yeah. was that paralysis was a, that was through a, analysis. A, he said, yeah. well, he said through necessary analysis. That was a dinner joke around my family yeah. for the, a month. We, I love that saying. Um,
0: it's an MMA. T- a, a lot of MMA fighters use that. Really? Because you have this game plan and sometimes you look at too much game film right. and then something doesn't go your way then something else doesn't go your way and you're like, wow, I had a plan and I just got hit. Like wow. Mike Tyson says, everyone has a plan until you get hit. I had a plan and I got hit. And, and then they freeze.
1: So the first bullet's fired. Then the whole plane goes shits out, you're fr- goes out the you're window. you Yeah, goes out the
0: window. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, like a what? <laughs> no. Oh my god. No. So whoosh.
1: Yeah. So, so paralysis through them. analysis. Yeah. So I think that, and I think that team was guilty of, of doing that. Um, they also played very scared. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't believe in themselves, and um, and that was what I tried to show them and give to them. And then, of course, playing that weird six-three zone, which it's just crazy. I mean, I don't think, it's, and you're right. It probably wouldn't have worked. At it's the, the most
0: ridiculous levels. thing I've ever heard. Thank and, you so and, much. And and, but listen, who's the last? Who who has the last laugh here? At 25,
1: the 10, guy who the guy 10. who
0: won the go. Who has the last laugh? Crowd, listening. Say it with me. Yeah. <laughs> if you won, they can't say nothing. No. <laughs> and, and, and I had
1: bounced one parent going, "My God, they're so much better." Yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, they're just they just know their job." you know, before they were confused, like, Oh, my, am my this, you know, like, they, they didn't want to, right. like, I am the setter. Oh, no, no, you're not. Well, everybody has to be the setter. So yeah. but at this age, you really, in my opinion, it could be wrong, right. you have to give a child a set, something to work on, to focus on like, this is my spot. And I'm not gonna and if I make a mistake, I'm not going to get pulled out immediately.
0: Yeah. And just enough information. C- correct. Where we don't, where we we're talking about paralysis right. through analysis. Right. So.
1: They're 10 years old. They're 11 They're 12. You can't give them more than seven minutes worth of information. No. You know, I had 16 year old kids on the football team and, the, and the, we used to hire these D3 coaches to coach as head coaches. And they'd be like, Dave, your offense is too simple. I said, I'm only giving them as many plays as they are years old. And that was it. You were 16, you got 16 plays. And that was the whole game, right? And We just ran it back and forth and whatever it was. not it was very effective. But then these guys would come in with these crazy, you know, making all these moves and rocking their body. And it was like, we got beat 56-0, 65-0. And nobody could figure out why. And I said, well, at college, you had three guys that were amazing at every position. Right. High school, you got one.
0: Maybe yeah, well, they two. do, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. It's the same thing with uh, club volleyball and at this stage we're trying to find the ones that are going to last at 16, 17 years old, right? Because what 70 80% won't be here.
0: And that's why beyond nationals and the soirees and the Red Rocks, all the time around it is the most important because they're still figuring it out They're they're, they're growing psychologically, they're growing uh, um, intellectually, they're growing literally, right? Yeah. Uh, physically. And, and you know, do I, am I too tall to, you know, am I not tall enough to play middle for college? Is there a life after a volleyball? All these freaking questions that yeah. you, they dedicate all their time in. And it is the thing I think that you do better than most is you, you really, really just, you do it. You compartmentalize it. Yes. You have these little boxes that they got to open this one. All right, this right. is boom. That's uh, that's my Brussels sprouts box. That's right. my my grilled chicken box. Keep it simple. And and. and It's weird because I think everybody should take classes or or be taught that or or at least be mentored by someone that understands that. You know, um, I was always a good men's coach because um, I had two really good mentors, uh, Mario Trevich, who coached the the Olympic team in the Netherlands, Barcelona. The and um, later on won the gold in 1996 he was the assistant coach 84 women's u.s and assistant coach soviet union 88 so he has three he's responsible partly for three silvers and a gold and uh, you're, that's, yeah. that's and, incredible and, and, and like you said you could know x's and o's but right. from the neck up so i became a good men's coach under him but the the dynamic i was missing for girls and you take it just far enough where you don't go over and you're really good at this. And this is what I was lacking that I didn't learn till like year 10. You never say anything to a girl in front of the team that will make the rest of the team vilify her. Correct. Camaraderie and sisterhood. Yes. As far as the order of importance yes. is number 2, 1, two, one or 1A one for girls volleyball. Yes. And, and I couldn't figure out why. I'm like, oh, my God, these girls are doing everything they ask, and they still suck. You -hmm. know why? Uh, um, And I didn't figure that out because men, right? You could just kick them in the ass, and they look for the leader, or or they lead, and then boom. Women are
1: pack animals in that Mm -hmm. sense. I'm not trying to be sexist. And men, we prove ourselves by, oh, yeah, I I beat them up. I'm the number one guy. Okay, fine. Everybody's all right with that. Mm -hmm. With women, if that starts happening, it's over. So you have to rein some people back.
0: Is that something you were mindfully aware of when you started coaching girls?
1: Always. Yeah, yeah, it just seemed innate uh, to me as uh, maybe the caring, the, they just, uh, emotionally they're, they're, uh, they were always actually more mature than I, right. so I thought I could learn from them, um, and I think I was lucky to start with a girls fast pitch team, which, you know, girls fast pitch is slow and boring, let me tell you, this is the worst.
0: In a coma. <laughs> oh, man, it's horrible,
1: it's just horrible. Um, no, I've been lucky, uh, my son played, uh, uh, it was one of the top long snappers in the country he got recruited Alabama we met Saban we went to Tuscaloosa and he looked at me he said I'm like so you, you're going he's like it's too
0: hot right oh jeez. it's too hot it's like what do you want me to build you an igloo no right <laughs> too hot right,
1: right and that's something that that I said and that I, and I, I learned you know it's like you never know what a kid's going to do and what they and why they're going to do it as much as you think you're guiding them correctly it could be wrong but I prefer the women um, because they play a technical game. Women's soccer is better to me. Women's hockey, in, in some ways, is better to me. I enjoy the technical aspect of all sport. You know, just just the beauty of the of the ballet of football. So other people see chaos. I see 11 men, 11 players, dancing amongst each other, the Chicago Bears, yeah. with the ballet classes. And that, to me, is the beauty of sport, not the... but more the interaction and the way they move.
0: And this is why technique in sport is so uh, important, right? Because in order to have that control chaos, in order for your athletes and your sports to be transcendent, they have to look at that and say, that's interesting or that's beautiful, right? Like, I have a lot of people, like when I was coaching a lot of the guys, like peppering, watching them pepper, they would just stand straight up and they would just curl their arms. They would J hook because them, their, their version of warming up is something that their coaches taught them was unnecessary. Right. Like, oh, peppering's a waste of time. You hear coaches say that, oh, midline passing's a waste of time. That's a waste of time. Oh, that, you know, oh, science study show, right? And we're going to get in the study show in a minute. Um, but I told them this the game is more beautiful and attracts more attention when they see a technique that they can't do and they want to understand it and they're intrigued so anyone can pass a ball like this and cradle and if it goes to the target for the volleyball faithful right it looks like oh this guy's this guy's just out yeah. there cruising he's having a good time it comes easy to him or you can do this right sorry this Flat platform extended. A lot of people can't even have their their forms together like that, right? And they watch you hold at the end. They watch you finish, and then they see this something that you said that looks like ballet, because you described it as ballet. football. I can make every single argument for for men sixes. Yeah. It's this powerful, fast, controlled, chaotic game that, yes. if it's done what people call, what I call right. I mean, mm-hmm. there are many ways to do it, but the right way. Um, that's that's how you get. Uh, um, butts and seats that's how you get mixed martial arts yeah. watching the art yeah. you know um, Right. there could be two people against a cage and they're just resting and the fans boo or you could see someone trying to go for like a double leg trying to get a hand under and you could see the hand fighting yeah. you could see switches and then all of a sudden everyone's engaged yeah. you know you watch mixed martial arts in Japan like someone gets taken down when he gets finds a way to get back up the yes. Japanese all stand and clap their hands and then sit back down I'm like whoa you know and Tunisia too right volleyball right like you see like a crowd when a kill comes they'll, they'll stand up and yeah. they'll sit they appreciate it they'll you know so so but I the men's the men's
1: game even in high school now the only thing I think that they've lost is the first pass they've gotten away from the, the bump pass and they've gone strictly to finger action and I think it's to the detriment of the game for them yes it, it makes it worse well to
0: the detriment of the game because at the highest level no one's passing like that
1: man you're gonna kill yourself
0: nothing's going to go through the forearms, right? Things can go through your hands, you know? Also, trajectory-wise, when you're passing from up here, um, since we're talking about the science and and court vision and peripherals, the setter does lose some peripheral vision when you're taking something up here because it's coming down or it's coming here, where if something's going up and down, Right. I mean, you can literally do this. and look looking back at back at the ball and get your peripheral yeah, vision they're, back. They're, they're, See the middle even. So they have to
1: have full vision. Yeah. You know, where's that block coming? You know, I always tell Audrey, you know, where are they? Where's the block mm. coming from? Make sure you make sure you're passing it out of the block. I mean, the reason I made Audrey, my daughter, a, a setter was because I've, I've watched so many teams with bad setters that only want to set their friends and so they don't share the ball and the team implodes. Right. And so I said to her, I said from day one, I said, you are going to be, I, you're going to love everybody around you. You're going to thank your hitter for hitting your ball. And mm-hmm. you're going to thank the passer for passing you a, a good set. Yep. And you're not going to ask for anything back. And to me, that's what makes a great team.
0: I agree. And that's men's versus women. Like, I can watch an Olympic Games. Like, I, again, I was, I was in Barcelona just to watch the first match, but went back to Germany. And when they do, like, all tournament team and this and that, for the men, I already know. And the women, you don't have any idea, because it's a team sport. You don't have any idea which which player is going to stick out the most. There there might be some animated, like Cuba back then was good. And they had a girl named Mara Louise. She's five six and can dunk a basketball. The youngest are like eleven children. Uh, uh this just badass Cuban, Spud web of volleyball. Um, yeah, and just boom, you know, and did a lot of things that and hit the ball and performed in, in a way that a lot of men that identify with being. Uh, um, a male player, so you know she was an easy MVP if they won the gold. But but really, you go on a general level, like you can give it to all six girls. You, oh, you can't, but but you but you, but you can, I mean, you know.
1: I mean, I've found just watching that I've had to tell my daughters, especially that mm. the oppo, you want to score. That's the point. That's yeah. that's the position you're going to get most of your points. You're up against their best offensive player, who by virtue is probably their worst defensive player. So to me I really want to develop that setter oppo. So to me a perfect team like if I was a, a coach and I'm recruiting I would not recruit just an opposite. I would recruit a setter opposite, a setter outside, right. a setter libero. You know and they, which goes to my crazy idea but I want them to be able to, to do both and right. maybe more, you know. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, I'm nuts, so there it is, you know.
0: Well, think about how far volleyball has come, right? In the 90s there was a back row quick set there weren't people jumping from the back row um, who quick said um, well there's a guy in Penn State named, named Ivan Contreras and they um, 94 they they'd upset they beat UCLA and um, and and he was one of the first people that I saw that ran that. You, in the Olympics, you saw Timmons and some guys run kind of like a two ball, but right. but like in these advanced blocking systems where people are just picking up stuff. It was it was not very hard to pick up, you know, which is weird because you can if you run it right, you can run it like an X play. And you know, I'm like, you don't like the X play doesn't even exist right. anymore because the, the athletes have learned how to hit well, the we back Well, we ran real an X two actually because
1: yeah. Maddie said to me, "Did you run the X
0: 2 I'm like yeah. like, yeah. She's like, "You did." I'm like, "Yeah." But a straight X play is awesome because the outside blocker can't come in because the outside blocker can't jump over the middle. That just went up and down, and right. missed it. So right. you you do it right, man. It's at, at that level, the, at the club level and high school level, um, it gets you out of row one, uh, uh, which is one of the more problematic rotations. Like, it's a very ironic that most coaches start their teams in row one. Uh, um, but statistically it's the, the rotation, you give up the most points to get out of. So I, I've never always been confused by That's, that.
1: I, but I let Audrey make most of my rotations. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, you know, so I'm like, okay, listen, I, I had two sheets. I had my serve. If we were lost serve, if we won serve, I, I, I had two different sheets for mm. two different setups and, and it worked great. But I'm mean, going back to the technical part of the game. And then you mentioned Brazil and maybe I'll go back to Pele who, it was amazing and you know the brazilians played with uh jenga is what they called it um and they were laughed around the world like you know the dutch thought they were idiots and that's you know paley came along i think it was in 58 Mm -hmm. and they went back to that their roots and they played with a freedom of motion and they were allowed to just be themselves. And I think that that was a lot of my style for this last weekend was right. be yourself. Don't worry. And there's no mistake you can't fix. And if you made a mistake, find out why you did it and then fix it. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you. So I, I, I think I went off base a little bit. And no, you got a little bit no, no. Because
0: but- you're connected to something um, where you have something that can carry you over that goes beyond the physical, right? No. But then the challenge and the reason why the Dutch laughed at it is because they're like that kind of Jenga, as you call it. Um, they believed is was not sustainable for an entire match, right? right? How? With now, with that being said, if you can make that wave, like just big enough where it doesn't crash, yeah, you could make that wave ebb and flow from from pier to pier, from Manhattan Pier to Hermosa Beach. It's a hell of yeah. hell of a yeah. wave, hell, hell, hell of yeah, yeah. right and. For people that have this dichotomy of between just staying cold or, or, or your wave will be too big when it crashes. And that's a real thing too, right? Because yeah. we have this old saying for indoor volleyball, for every five points you get emotionally high, you're going to give them nine on a low. Because right. if your wave too big, it crashes and you can't recover. But, but mm-hmm. Jenga is about taking that and sustaining that. Yeah. Uh, um, using your
1: roots, yeah. da- using the dance of life. Right, you know that ease of movement, that flow of movement, and and it can be applied to just about anything. Well,
0: Pele was a Pele was a a unicorn, right? Because he he had his weight was big enough that it was sustainable, and and you're gonna run into that kind of athlete where you're like, we need to take him yeah, to the, the lab. We need to we on need on to take him to the lab and like pick him yeah. apart and understand how that's done. But, you know
1: but he set the course for Ronaldinho's for the you know, right the Messi's the, I mean right. the, the list goes on I mean even to like what are we watching hockey this last season uh, Edmonton uh, Dave uh, McDavid yeah you know like these guys are just operating at a different speed right and there's nothing anybody can do about it you know mm. Gretzky of course was you know one of the one of the first but you can go back but, I mean any pick any sport any sport yeah. Well, sustainability,
0: it's no surprise that the guys who don't allow their wave to get big and more cold actually do successfully, too. Like Karch Karai, who was like the best player in our sport historically, was a huge introvert, you know, but.
1: Didn't he go to Pali?
0: No, he went to UCLA. No, oh, Pali. Yeah. I mean, then was, UCLA. I think, I think he was in high school with me. He won three out of four titles at UCLA. Yeah. Then when the '84 Olympics indoor '88, and then '96 when beach beach got introduced, he was the first gold medalist. Him and Ken Steffes. Yeah. Um, but it's weird because as introverted as he was, you you can go on YouTube and find some ridiculous explosive moments where sure. maybe he yeah. just kept everything boiled up so much inside that it had to it had to it had to blow up somewhere. And I'm I'm actually gonna look it up while 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 we're talking. There's a yeah, video where Karch Karai lost just lost. He um. Disagree with the call and basically ripped down. <laughs> he ripped down the entire net system. It was Karch Karai tears down net. I hope I could just find it. Oh there it is. I found it. Let's let's look at this this together. Let me let's make sure we pay our pay our bills. Six, six. All right. championship All right. point number five. Right here it is. It's or up here. Close. Oh, you got it. Right. Now so so
2: watch this. And <laughs>
0: now, I want to see that again. Let's throw that again. Now, the previous call there was called four hits. Now, I'll explain in a minute. And there's the block. And watch Cartageen.
1: So he's ups- he's upset about the last call. The the, the one before, before that that led that, that led to, to Matt point. Right. 20,
0: right? So, Oh, our, my so God. So the story behind that is, um, in beach volleyball, block counts as a hit. Yes. So there was a block where someone hit cross court, and I think Karch got a dig, and when his guy set him, and when Karch hit it, the ref called four contacts, and everyone was like, you know, and he's like, he touched that. He's like, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. And then the next play, right. that's what happened. And Karch was still, it was still boiling inside him. And yeah, then should have the, called a timeout, I think. And, the, look, that was a that was a small setup. That was a setup where the ref's ladder was connected to the pole of the net. So when he tore down the next system, the ref had to jump <laughs> and make sure he landed
1: properly. I hope I never got myself in that situation.
0: Look, I I was never in that situation, but in, there was definitely a time in New York where people came to the games just to watch me coach to see what I did next. Yeah, I was I, I'm I was interested that guy.
1: to see you coaching. I heard you yeah. I heard you got red carded. This yeah. last season, I'm like, what could yeah. he have possibly done? In fact, in my whole mm-hmm. officiating career, I have never handed out a yellow or a red.
0: I think what I said was, and I'm trying to remember because I did this twice. Um, I got a yellow and they asked me what the yellow was for. I asked I asked them what the yellow was for and they're like, misconduct, you're still talking to the referee. I said, misconduct? How was that misconduct? And she's like, do you want a red? And I said yes said in fact I said in fact let me get my money's worth why don't you draw a joker on that yellow okay and put and put it in your back pocket that's misconduct now I'll take my red she give me a red
1: yeah but that first should have been in I lost a
0: point and it looked like oh this juniors coach just knew what he's doing the guy with the Yankee had an attitude but what they don't know what where they don't get the joke is that I losing that point galvanized my team to win yeah. we won that now, dude are- we lost this is rare, and I'll let you and keep that note. We lost the first set. This has never happened. Twenty-five-three, and won the next two. This is against Surfside. It was our opening match okay. against Surfside. And I'm yelling at the ref because I'm like, she says you're yelling at me. I'm not. I'm like I'm not yelling at you. I'm raising my voice because we're in Anaheim Sports Center or wherever the hell I was or, or what used wow. to be what used to be um, ASC or something like that. American um, Sports. American it, Sports it, Center
1: at the premier gym right but you
0: can't i'm yelling because you can't hear me so and and i'll talk on my hands so it looks aggressive so we lost the first set 25-3 we're down the second set and the red was exactly what the doctor ordered and i know there's coaches are there oh you could have done something better growth mindset and this and that and i'm like how about you do it your way and i'll do it mine because i'll tell you 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 this there's no way growth mindset is going to allow you to lose 25-3
1: so you got a yellow come from back the in, R1 or the R2? The R1. Well, the R2 probably asked for it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You I mean, know, the, as referees... But I've gotten
0: them before. They're not, now look, yellows... To me, yellows mean nothing. You just get chewed out. I've been chewed... Right? We're both ex-military. I've been, Man, you've no, been I, chewed I, out. I've been I, chewed we, out before. Right? We just get I, chewed I, I'm out. I'm going to go home and get chewed out. Yeah. And so. I'm married. Yeah. That's the way it goes. So your wife, your wife got a yellow waiting for you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: No.
1: I, she gives me a red every 5 minutes. Go to your room. You know, I I'm, I'm no. banished. That, that's why I have two huge TVs mm-hmm. so she can watch what she wants and I can watch what I want because mm-hmm. if I had to watch the real housewives that makes me upset. I yeah. said I said Honey, how do you watch that crap? I'm like all they're doing is yelling.
0: It's making me it's, mad. It's But it's her entertainment.
1: But going back as a and I've talked to other officials, and, they, and you know, it's how we control the game right. um, as an official. Um, so my first rule is do no harm to the players. They're the most important people on the court to me. So I don't really care about you. Um, the game I'm calling is so that it's fair to both sides. So yeah, I may send the ball up on a, on a redo a few times. And, and I'm not happy about it because to me, I feel like I, maybe I failed. Like Even that one call that I didn't get right, it, it eats me and eats me, so I, I try and be very perfectionist, but a, a good referee, a referee that has control and has a mindset of doing what is always right rather than just doing, then they're on a power trip, you'll never get a yellow, you'll never get a red. They'll understand the passion. And I understand the passion. As yeah. long as you're not cursing, right. as long as you're yeah. not hurting one of your players, that's a huge no-no for me. Mm-hmm. Like you are like you do anything that's like, you see anything negative to them that's gonna hurt them mentally, um out you're out you know you're gone the parents i mean my god the parents are psychotic you know well i know the reason
0: why you you've never had to come to a yellow is one of the big um flaws in referees and you know them too because you you know great good refs whatever you're an exceptional one if you missed a call just say you missed it yep just say you missed it. There's no, you know, even if the, even if the, um, the, like the coach Chewbacca is a little bit. Uh, right. Chewy, it's all right. right. So that you get a little bit of that, but the, the trust system and right. just saying I missed it instead of just doing this. When uh, someone has been coaching long enough knows damn well, you did. You guessed, yeah. you guessed, you, you, you felt like you had to make a call and stick with it. Right. Uh, one of my least favorite things. And I'm glad I got a ref here because I could talk to you about it. <laughs> look, look, I had Dave Carson on before and he's he's been fantastic, which we got to talk about later. Um, One of my least favorite things is when a ref misses a call but tries to make up another call so they could be right. Girls talking
1: about make up a call for the other
0: team? For the other team. For example, a girl's jousting. She's back row, okay. right? And I'm like, that player's back row, a ref... Some reps in the ego. The typical protocol is she wasn't above the height of the net when it happened. And my argument is like if she jousted some part of her hand and some part of the ball is above, above the, the uh, net. and you gotta you gotta get off the pot. You gotta right. call set interference if she right. tried to set it, right? Or you call you call back row attacker. Yeah. Uh, um but this whole I, I don't know, moving the goalpost so they so everyone could be happy, just just say I changed the call. The man's right. I didn't notice he's back row or whatever this and that. Yep. Right? Um, there was another call. Uh, I was trying to get the ref's attention. Um, there was a girl who jump set. She back row set. Right, back row. She set like a height. Well, and it was an overset. Yeah, okay. over. No, but it was an over. overset. It wasn't a jump. One. So she jump set like back set, and her back set sailed over the net. And one of, and my girls basically took it, caught it, threw it, and hit the net on the follow through. And the ref was like. You know, and I asked the ref what the call was. He's like, Take your pick, carry or net. And I'm like,
1: Carry is the But call. I said,
0: Carry's the call, but what comes first?
1: The carry. Oh, the the back the, row center. then the back row center over the net. And it was an
0: argument, um, a, a, a legitimate argument that should have said the ref say, Hey, you're right. Yeah. Wasn't trying to hear it.
1: He should have replayed it. Yeah. Depending. He should have
0: replayed it. On, on its worst legs, it should, it should have been a replay. Because maybe both happened at the same time. That's right. So, yes. b- so referee. It's always the So if the, the back row set, the illegal back row set, and the carry or net happen, is that one of those things where it is a replay because they happen? the, the violation happened no. at the same
1: time? No, because the minute that she goes into the back row set and touches the ball, the ball's dead. Got it. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we actually had to... Tell, we take this hundred question tests and it's the same thing like hey there's a i forgot how it went there's a, a service but right. the other team is out of rotation um you know what's the situation and the situation is is that there was no out of, there was no rotation violation because she line faulted right so but you know everybody always answers oh they were out
0: of rotation but educate me which one uh, of the chicken or the egg on that one which one is illegal first
1: the illegal is the stepping on the line. Even th- because there was no, the play never started. The minute she stepped the line to serve, it ended. So had the play begun, it, yeah, it's a weird thing to say. But yes, they were out of rotation. But that normally has to come from the desk. Oh. Oh. Like as the R2, they're going to tell me, hey, we're out of rotation. and I'll stop the play later. Um, I've seen a lot of refs. Yeah, so th- that would be on the foot. The minute the foot hits the line, boom, there's the call. You're done. No, mm-hmm. no out of rotation point. Team A. And uh, yeah, it's. Wow. It can be fun. It, it can be fun. It can be trying. Um, we get tired, and there are a lot of older people that are doing it. And a lot of people are just doing it for the money. Um, the money's not so good. I mean, what do you make? 30 bucks a, a match? And that's, you know, if I make 200 bucks for a seven hour a day, I'm lucky. Yeah. Um, I just did it to become better.
0: It is exhausting. Exhausting. It's exhausting. It's more exhausting than playing. Everybody hates you. Yes. No oh, matter, not, not to think. mention that, but like physically, standing in one spot, Awful. having to climb your ass back and down occasionally, Awful. it is more yeah. exhausting and taxing on your body than playing the sport yeah. could Absolutely.
1: ever be. <laughs> Um, especially at the R2, that's a whole nother level of...
0: Yeah, because you step. have more responsibility.
1: Well, it's not only that, but then if you get yourself an R1 who, oh, I've got 20 years experience, but, you know, and I'm moving back and forth, so all of a sudden I'm hearing, well, you need to be making the call from the side of the infraction, but the game's moving really quick, you know, so I'm just trying to pop the call and get it moving, but you get those people. So I right. just had one this weekend. I, I, you, you California wrestlers are the worst. I'm from Arizona. In Arizona, we do it right. So uh,
0: You don't even have the right ball, for Christ's right, sakes. You right. see the ball they were playing with? Right. It, Good it, Lord, I, what it, was that? It was a
1: Christian league that I was doing. Uh, it was all Filipino, Hawaiians. Um, uh, I don't know. But it was some ugly volleyball. And yeah. she just had to have it. She slowed our match down to the point where it was a crawl. And I'm like, come on come on and now she just had to get it all right and you know i just uh you got to keep the game moving you got to let the players have fun if the players are not having fun then we all need to leave yeah and then that's something i also told the team this week yes. i said if you're not having fun we're leaving and they're like what do you mean we're leaving i'm like if any of you are not having fun we can leave and it goes back to my commitment uh with my children um when jacob started football um, i sat him down he had to have been like 10, 11 years old you know, no friends, no football, no friends, no parties, no weekends, nothing. You know, this is it. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you 100% of my time. I'm going to coach you It's about be that him. life. Okay. So when Madison came along, she had watched Jake. And I said did the same thing. But now Madison's two years younger, because we're starting younger and younger. By the time I got to Audrey, when I sat her down on the bed, she was eight years old. And I said, Audrey, listen, there's no friends that are more important than volleyball. There's no b- b- uh, birthdays, holidays, vacations. Everything is surrounded to the commitment that you and I are going to make to each other. I commit to be here for you. I commit to take care of the money situation for you. I commit to being the best parent I can and never causing you problems and giving you ev- giving you everything I have. Will you commit to this? And the minute they say yes, we're on. And a lot of parents don't understand that. Like You need to get that commitment from the child because how many times did kids say, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to work. You know, they can listen to Kobe, you know, always oh, in the gym. You know, I was like, you got to be built different. Um, the cup winner of the America's Cup, uh, Connor. Right. You remember, he said, champions are not normal. And they're not. And no. I made my children understand that. Give you me one normal. Not, I'll, I'll wait. Normal. Give me one normal
0: champion. You're not normal. No.
1: You, Your drive is so much and people don't understand. You, you. have to be. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you have to have a little something of it, and that goes beyond normal or whatever. The most normal winner I've ever met was Dane Blanton, and and, and only because he's on the other end, You're uh, right? The the journey of the ship and all the crazy moments that we had to be crazier to win. Right. Um, you you get to witness on film and this and that, but you, there's no Inside Edition where I had some camera following him around, but and. God, he came out on the other side. He still looks young, still good looking. He's a you know he's a head coach at USC right now, the beach team, and he's he's the most normal one I've ever seen. And 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 the other reason is I haven't seen his worst moments. Uh I'm sure. They, like yeah. I just showed you one of Carches, right? Right. Todd Rogers, uh, we dude, we can go on YouTube all day. Oh, Todd Rogers oh, yeah. was like, oh yeah. In fact, let's do let's let's
1: do. But these are, um, these are better than only only ones I like better are the celebrating too earlies.
0: Yes, <laughs> I love I? those. I, have, yeah. I had one called Volleyball yeah. Never Celebrate Too Early. Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. One of my favorites. You In know, fact, let's look, I can look up one of those. But, I'm not, but you, you're right. There, there yeah. takes a certain kind of um, commitment,
1: yes. mindset. Audrey sits at home and watches Misty May Trainer videos. That's all she does for hours and hours on end. And we talk about it, we discuss volleyball. We're at the kitchen table, I've got the oranges out. I've got this out, and we're, we're designing this, and I'm showing her everything, and she's actively working and listening, and Madison's working and listening. And- All right, must... here's,
0: here's a high school one. Let's All right. take a look at this. All right, guys. So this is Hunter against Cardozo. So watch this. Watch the tip. It's gonna be an outside set. That's a Chintana. Caught the ball. Watch this. I'm gonna go back. Now watch watch the outside set and watch the tip. Oh. Now you stumbled onto something yeah. unique. First. Something I never even noticed, but I'd like it deserves its attention. Did that ball hit the antenna? We think it
2: did. I think it but
0: let's they're operating on the assumption it didn't. Yeah. It's kick, kick, kick. Yeah. And the the baller went over the net. The team was already celebrating, and caught we caught ball? it. Yeah, that was that's Cardozo High School in Queens against um Izzy caught a ball this Hunter weekend. High School.
1: She lost it. She noticed. She started crying. She started hyperventilating. She's just oh,
0: uh, hyperventilating. She's, hyperventilating. She's like, <gasps> no. Oh no no no! Just full like She tears. had croup.
1: <laughs> she didn't know what to do. I'm like, so I, I'm like, I'm, she, I'm like, can you go? She's like, no. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait wait. I'm like, breathe. Yeah, look at me. Okay, we're gonna get out of 10. So I sat there with her for, for a while. I, I, I thought, and I'm like, hey, okay, you good? You're good? Yeah, fine. I had some crazy situations. Oh, my God. So Angela, uh, one of the girls on the team had, one of my middles had to go to the bathroom. Mid-set. I mean, important game. This is the last day. Like, like, like we don't have our, we're screwed. Okay. So I, I call over to the ref. I'm like, uh, can I get a, a bathroom three-minute timeout here, you know? And, and he's like, no, you know, it's got to be an injury timeout. So two other my girls come up to me, one of them happens to be my daughter, and uh, I'm like, okay, well it's off. You know, and Angela's like, well I can I can fall over and uh, you know and, and roll my, my my leg and you can get your time out. And I'm like, no, no. You know, now I'm thinking I'm in collu- you know, collusion with these kids, right? I'm like, oh, I can't do that. Two minutes later, Angel runs into the net, falls on top of my daughter, and my daughter comes up with a leg. I have no idea that the other kid takes off to the bathroom. These little boogers set it up around me and so that I didn't know. And I'm no. following my daughter
0: around. And they're like, we want to know what part you played in this. And you're just like, <laughs> "Well, no, I, but no one noticed it.
1: Everybody noticed it, but, but they didn't know. But it looked so real. Because you know, yeah. Angelica's bit huge falling on my little right. five foot skinny gas kid uh. and my and my daughter's crying and stumbling around. I'm like, Can you go? I mean, walk it off, walk it off. You know, she I'm like, did oh, a my theater oh, I'm like full theater thing? Oh my full theater thing. please I oh, wow. am gonna get in trouble by a CBA? I mean,
0: oh, What are they gonna do? Call the volleyball police? Like, I didn't do go it. To police prison. Right, get the, out the, of yeah, the like kids
1: that. did it. That's, that's what they did. So yeah. I mean yeah we, we had some fun this weekend we had some fun i wish you would have been there
0: i too, I, do I was too.
1: terrified if jason would have showed up i was terrified i was like he's gonna see what i'm doing
0: he's just gonna he's his like his dude mind. dude come here for a minute what right. are you doing right okay, let's take a look at the other jason this is what jason was doing the same time. oh my god this is what jason was doing the same time he was um playing at a university of hawaii he was um I, I, I think it was versace or whatever but Oh, uh, you know, I watched this five-set semifinals against Penn State, which him and a left-handed player named Uvaldo Katz were just rocking out. So it's weird, right? I'm watching it at a bar, right? I mean, he's sexy. But I'm watching it at a bar. He is. <laughs> so I'm a little gay for him right now. <laughs> right, right here you know, with like, but I'm at a bar, so what happens is I leave the bar. The bar is just close to Times Square. So I go to Times Square to get on, the, on a subway station, and when I, before I go down – um, there's a 50 foot, 50 foot billboard it's him and I'm like I just came out of uh, maybe playwrights tavern or something I just literally just watched this guy playing the final four and I'm like going in a subway station and then he moved to New York so he was doing this while he was yes. playing. yes dude know. he he Tried to take the NCAA to the cleaners, man, because they were trying to say he wasn't allowed to profit from his likeness. And his argument was
1: that was not his sports likeness; right. this was his physical. Well, yeah,
0: likeness. Well, his argument was no, this was there before Hawaii right. volleyball. Yeah. Like I Hawaii didn't make me didn't right. make didn't give me this job, right? Me marketing, me me playing for Hawaii did not give me this job. I had this job before no, I went just to my Hawaii. My parents gave me this job. Yes, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, he's um. Dude, he's – just when you – and as far as from – that's from the model perspective, okay? But from a volleyball nerd perspective, oh my God. just when you think you're the biggest volleyball nerd. And, you know, I grew up in New York. There's not a lot of volleyball players. This, we're probably like 200 deep. Like as far as talented players, we're 200 deep in the tri-state area. So we all know each other. And we all think we're – you know, you're, 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 you think you're the only one around you that knows the sport and you are. And then you come to the south bay it's like all right everyone plays volleyball but i'm still a bigger nerd than them they still ain't got nothing on me right. and then
1: you meet jason
0: you meet jason then you meet jo all right ready lightning round questions and i got my horn set up i'm scared you shouldn't be it's all not right. easy shit. okay um all right here we go favorite comedian
1: uh, uh, <laughs> He's dead. Uh, the, the Jewish he's a Jewish guy. Yeah.
0: We'll go back to him. Yeah. Um, last, J- J- Jackie Mason. Jackie Mason. Nice. What last good book you read? Nice.
1: Uh, last book. Uh,
0: what was the first one that came to your mind?
1: Uh, Once an Eagle. Nice. By Anton Myra.
0: Marvel or DC?
1: Marvel. Pool or Beach? Bit of both.
0: Nice. Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? Lord of the Rings, <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Bourbon, vodka, or tequila? Vodka, because
1: you couldn't tell I was drunk until I was three. Till I was it's, gone. It's the Brooklyn way. Yeah.
0: Uh, favorite sport outside of volleyball? Football. Football. Favorite action film star growing up?
1: Uh... I love Ryan Reynolds I guess a little late but yeah Ryan Reynolds he's still my favorite now I I would definitely uh, have to switch teams for him
0: I go Arnold on that one Arnold okay I gotta wait we gotta hear the horn do I get the horn where's the horn perfect (laughs) that was supposed to stop us so
1: how many people say Jackie Mason (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh my God, none. Right? A, a trailer load of Arnold's, though. I guess I'm, gi- I'm giving away my age and like The Terminator, and then all the way up to like Kindergarten Cop to jingle all the way with Sinbad. The man's done A True Lies. That's one of True my Lies favorite art with him and Jamie Lee Curtis. Remember that dance routine Jamie Lee did? Yeah. Ooh, my I should remember
1: watching the first time seeing her.
0: Yes. I was like, damn. Trading Places. Oh my God. I was like, <gasps> Right, trading places. Yeah. She says, by the way, she, she said, by the way, room and board isn't the only thing right. that costs money. You yeah. sleep on the couch. It's yeah, I was right. like, those no. are perfect. Yeah, I'm like, let's rewind what right. she actually Much, said because right? <laughs> I didn't hear right? what she exactly. said. Exactly. It
1: was kind of like watching HBO when it first started, and you would catch a n- and be like, <gasps> you know, in New York, and it was on the box.
0: Well, we officially became HBO. We, we mentioned in Jamie Lee's breast at the end. <laughs> oh, Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee, we love you. The Halloween, the, the original Scream Queen, right? Yeah. All right, so we are out of here. Instagram handle, anyone want to know more, a little bit about you and the refereeing and stuff uh, like that?
1: Moon six 67
0: You got to come back because we got to talk about refereeing. We got to talk about I'm, checking I'm, with your league and rules like and stuff this. like
1: that. Yeah. yeah, this is fun. Yeah. Is, all right. Are we still recording or are we just talking? Yeah, no, we're still recording because oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to no, go to the end. Fun. I'm no, just going to wrap fun.
0: up and stay with me when I'm going to use it. This
1: is my favorite.
0: All right. Hey, so David might love you guys, but I don't love any of you guys. In fact, I can't stand any of you guys. So for all of you at home, for all of you on your iPad, for all of you on your desktop, who runs the world? Old school, baby. Old school from my man Dave. Say the last name. My Mamon, I'm Jason. Dabilious. And this is the Option Podcast, episode 180 State. When to hit my music, we are out of here. Come check out the Option Podcast on OptionDB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports handle. You're going to love what you hear.